When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. National football. Everybody's having a fantastic day in America. Hey, are you ready? Happy Veterans Day. The greatest team in the history of women who served this country. Never forget that. It's not the team you work with. It's not the team you cheer for. It's the team that defends this country and gives us every single advantage over everyone else in the world is because of our great men and women and the sacrifices that they make on a daily basis for us. It's really the only team that can't be politicized, too. Because when you're in a foxhole and you're looking out for your brother, and you're defending democracy, and you're defending what this country was built on. Nobody cares what color you are. Nobody cares what nationality you are. Nobody cares what your political beliefs are, your religious beliefs. You're in it together. Us. That's right, East Candom. Us. The closest thing that I would think that I've been associated with that would be something that the military would maybe look at and say, yes, yeah, Sills, you kind of get it, would be the fact that I played on a team. When you're sweating your ass off and you're in training camp, just like when you're in boot camp, you think anybody's talking about dumb shit that we see on TV today? You think anybody's doing that? Or do you think you're just saying, hey, brother, you need a hand? Hey, man, I'm here for you. Let's go, dude. I'm here with you. Let's get through this drill. Because <laughs> you know at the end of the rainbow, that drill may save your life. That drill may end up winning you a ball game in my small world. That's the closest thing that I could think that I've been involved with the military outside of my brother-in-law being killed. You know, he, it's a day like this that I miss him. Three tours in Afghanistan. Just a great kid. Not a very good mother. Awful family situation. I raised the kid. I signed the papers for him to go to the Rangers. That's where Dave turned out to be a man. And so we salute all of you. All of you that have sacrificed. So we thank you. Let's get on to what those men and women allow us to do each and every single day sit here and talk to you for the next two hours. We start to show off with, I wonder how many people in Philly really give a shit about this. Hey, Odell Beckham to the Rams. Great. Hey, you know what, you know what I would like to know? I would like to know this. What credit card does Kevin Demoff and, 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 and Les Snead, the executives with the Rams, what credit card do they use when they're going after players? And bringing people like Jalen Ramsey and 
guys like Von Miller, you get Odell Beckham. By the way, this goes into the Eagles, and I'm going to make a comparison to you on which team you'd rather play for, the Rams or the Eagles. We'll get it started here, but before we do that, I love to do this every day. You know, Big Seals has got a ton of stuff today. By the way, we're going to look at some of the quarterbacks because all we've been doing is kind of like talking about some of the college quarterbacks. I've actually written some of these things down, and we're going to talk with our friend Tony Saracusa, who covers college football at the bottom of the hour, which guy is going to be the top guy when it comes to college quarterbacks that potentially you could go after. We'll talk to him at the bottom of the hour. By the way, Howie Roseman is at the Pitt-UNC game tonight. So we got a lot of news with that. But I always tell you this. Ewing, Joey B, thank you so much. Mad Hatter, Kevin, all of you coming aboard here. I can't thank you enough on making this one of the fastest growing shows here. And it really is when it comes to sports. I, I cannot thank you enough. All right, let's get into this. I want to show you something here. Joey, you're not going to believe this. So how many draft choices currently right now does Howie Roseman have? 11? Three in the top 10, right? Look at how the Rams look at that. Who cares about draft choices? I need players. Think of how the Rams do business compared to how the Eagles do business. The Rams don't care about draft choices. They want stars on their team. They want players on their team. That's what they want. They want players on their team. 11 picks. The Rams are laughing at a team like the Eagles. Now they're going to get Odell Beckham. Now they're going to get Odell Beckham. Howie scouting college games. Yes, this is the first time in a long time that he's done this, actually, JK. He's at the Pitt-UNC game tonight. The Rams are taking all of their draft choices. They're taking all of their money, and they're pushing their chips in. We've been kind of hitting on the fact that the Eagles are $21 million under the salary cap, right? 21 under the salary cap. They got 11 picks. What is it, prospect night in Philly? It's like the Marlins. It's prospect night. You know how every year you show up, you don't really know. They got tearaway jerseys with the names on the back because you really don't know who the hell the guys are. And Philly loves prospect night. We're going to go look for prospects. You know what the Rams do? They go looking for stars. They go looking for players. Let's win now. Let's win today. I got more respect for the Rams than I do the Eagles. I hate the way the Eagles are doing their job. Firing good coaches, taking players out of your roster, not showing patience. All the things that show you when an organization is chasing its tail. That's exactly what the Eagles are doing. They're chasing their tail. I don't care about draft choices. How many times have you seen a team hit on all their draft choices and fill all the holes they need with their picks that are coming up in the upcoming NFL draft. You never see that. 
You never see that. And now Beckham's with the Rams. Congratulations to you. Man, rich get richer. Sanders just said something to me. I don't believe that they're going to be potentially a Super Bowl team. See, I think the NFC Championship game is going to be the Super Bowl this year. I couldn't tell you who the AFC representative is going to be. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think there's a lot of good teams in that conference. I think the best game is going to be the NFC Championship game because there's a lot of good football teams in the NFC this year. There's not very many teams in the AFC that I'm going to go, yeah, that's a good-looking team. I don't think so. I think there's a lot of holes in many of those teams in the AFC. So the NFC Championship game, as I said, is going to be the preeminent game that you have to watch because those are going to be your two best teams. The third best, fourth best team will be in the Super Bowl. Okay? The AFC, I don't really think can, I don't think they can compete with their top five teams. Or they can, they'll be right in there, but the top three teams, no way. Okay? No way. But the Rams get richer. And see how we the Eagles think they get richer by saving money and accruing draft choices. Here's the biggest thing that you need to know about your Philadelphia Eagles. They love winning the offseason. The Eagles, the last three years, are Super Bowl champions in the offseason. Oh, they win the offseason. Getting draft choices. Signing Heisman Trophy winners. Firing a Super Bowl coach. Getting rid of Carson Wentz. They make more news off the field in the offseason than they do during the regular season, probably in the last five years. Don't you notice that? The Eagles are the kings of the offseason. Look at this year. Holy cow, you guys are rock stars. Most picks, three ones. Wow. Must be awesome to be an Eagle fan. Can you wait until April? Wait, even though we have 10 games left or whatever, seven games left. Yeah, you know, don't worry about those games. You know, don't worry about the regular season games. You pay $375 to go to Lincoln Finance. Don't worry about that. Don't. We're going to win the offseason. Man. Isn't that wonderful? You guys are the kings of the offseason. Man, congratulations to you. You know what you win? You win a roll of toilet paper for that. (laughs) You win the offseason, and you watch a team like the Rams just getting stronger every day. Get Von Miller two weeks ago. Now they add Odell Beckham. What? It's like they're putting an all-star team together. Rico says how he wants the front office to win. Screw the team. (laughs) Right. Hey, we won. Coaches sucked. You hired him, dude. Yeah, you know, can't always have everything. My players are good, though. Really? How many pro bowlers you draft on that side of the football in the last 10 years? Matt Hatter says participation trophy. And Kevin says, no, it sucks since watching since 1970. You did get a Super Bowl. Hey, wait a minute. You won a Super Bowl. God damn it, you won a Super Bowl. Be thankful what we did for you. Yeah, but I paid P 
PSLs and I pay tickets to go to that. Don't act like you're doing me a favor as a fan, dog. Wait a minute. We built it? Nah. Dude, you fell into it. That's where you are. Congratulations, Rams. You're continuing to improve. And the Eagles are continuing to try to get draft choices. Wow. Draft choices. Man. Those good old draft choices. Prospect night. What's the guy's name? Let me explain something to you on how they cloak and dagger you with the draft. The city of Philadelphia, on a scale of 1 to 10 college football-wise, you guys probably have a 2 with the interest level on the college level. And the 2 is draft day. You think sports fans in Philadelphia sit around watching college football games? (laughs) Nobody in New York does. Nobody in Boston does. Nobody in Washington, D.C. does. That's a Southern sport. That, they know all the statistics of the kids. They, that's a religion in the South. The religion in the Northeast is your pro teams. So what a front office in the NFL will do to you? We've got a bunch of draft choices, and we're going to go get some of these players, and we're going to retool our team. You don't know any better. It's no disrespect to you, but you're a pro city. Am I wrong? I'm going to get this. Look what I did here for you guys today. I got about 15 quarterbacks that I wrote down on the college level, and I wrote my assessment of them for potentially Howie to take a look at. How many of these do you think you've ever heard of? Two. So when the front office and the Eagles start talking to you about Draft choices. You don't know. You don't know any better. It's no disrespect to you as a football fan. You're just not a college city. That's a fact. You guys really keep an eyeball on Temple? (laughs) Who Temple plays? Who's Temple play this weekend? Does Temple still have a football team? (laughs) Really, does Temple still have a team? You guys don't know who these people are. That's what the Eagle front office does to you guys. You've got all those draft choices, and you don't know any one of these guys. And the only thing you know of is some of the people talking about them in the media, and they don't know anything either. And again, it's no disrespect to you. You're a professional city. You love your Flyers. You love your Sixers. You love your Eagles. Same way in Boston. They love the Bruins. They love the Patriots. You think they keep an eyeball on BC? Maybe a little. Maybe. Maybe, just a little. Cities like Pittsburgh, Boston, okay, Philadelphia, they don't give a shit about college ball. James says this. I don't know shit about college football. I was raised knowing the NFL, and that's all I know, just how Philly's built. James, it's no disrespect, dog. Same thing in New York. If it's not Notre Dame, 
Nobody knows anything about college football in New York City either. That's, that's a fact. But when you're a general manager of a football team and all you do is talk about college prospects, you know what the fans do? They start bobbleheading their heads like this. Look, oh, yeah, okay. Well, he must know what he's okay. Well, um, yeah, all right. It's a great way of hiding failure. It's a great way of hiding failure. you got all these draft choices. You're watching the Rams just acquire all this talent. Sanders right. I don't know if it means championship, but at least they're fucking doing. Not talking about draft choices. Not talking about training wheel coaches. My quarterback, the guy or not. They're doing that in Los Angeles. Rams pushed their chips in. Stan Kroenke. For the record, you know what? You think Stan Kroenke stroked that check for that $4 billion building so fine so he could sit around and be like the Eagles? Hey, I got 11 draft choices. We got a five-year plan. That guy's going like this. Fuck that. Let's win today. Let's win today. Just a different philosophy on how you go about your business. This is what happens when you have a rock star general manager, or he thinks he is. That his job, get this, do we agree? Howie Roseman is more powerful than your head coach. Okay? How many times does that work in the NFL? Jerry Jones, how many, how many Super Bowls, or better yet, how many playoff games has he won since Jimmy Johnson left? Let's see. Can you name me? An, give me a place where the general manager has more power than, than the head coach. Whew. It'd be only in Philly. It'd be only in Philly. Lou says a lot of excitement out there, Dan, but true. It doesn't work, and they don't win the Super Bowl. Then what the cap is going to do in that division is going to be absolutely. But you get this. They'll deal with that because, you know, what have I been telling you, Lou? Their cap is going to get hit, but guess what happens next year? You can defer money up with the new collective bargaining agreement. The Rams have pushed their chips in. Yes, they're up and they're squeezed over the cap and all that stuff, and they're going to have a big number next year. But because of the new escalator in the CBA, I read it, you're going to be able to defer a boatload of that money out, and it's going to help your cap. They made this new collective bargaining agreement team-friendly, which in the end is going to help players stay on rosters longer. Yes, Steve, it's kind of what we're hitting on here. Thanks and welcome aboard. Absolutely. Rams acquiring talent. Hey, Steve, get this. Rams acquire talent. Howie acquires no name. Nobody knows if they're going to be a success. Draft choices. And guys who played in college, and you don't know if they're going to stick or not. Why is that? Well, it's cheaper to do that than to go get a free agent. It's cheaper. That's crazy, says the Super Bowl is in L.A. this year. That's correct. 
Rams don't give a shit about the cap. Trying to win it all. Boom. Boom, dude. How he's going to scrap Fletcher. Yeah. And you know what he's going to do, Rico? Because he's so far under the cap, he's going to eat some of the money and going to get a third rounder out of him. Then you're going to have 12, and then you're going to have another premium pick in the third round. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, Rams collect players. Eagles collect draft choices. And you got one of the worst talent evaluators doing the draft choices. It can't work unless he's fired. If you had Kevin Colbert, the president and vice president of the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's one thing. If you had a guy that had an eye for talent and you, you, you had people that understood talent and were great evaluators of that, then I'd be like, man, I, let's see what he does in April. But you got the same dude in the building. I don't care how many assets he has. I, I don't. I mean, if he was John Dorsey, that'd be something. I'd be going like, well, John Dorsey's an ass. Okay, but at the end of the day, he does no talent. He built that Kansas City roster up, and he built that Cleveland roster up. I'm pretty good with that. But, dude, when you get prospects like that, too, shit, man, do you know how long that takes? Fans don't want to sit around with, you know, not as much disposable income like they did in the past and wait for you just to limp along until you get a little better. Man, those tickets are so expensive. You expect fans just to throw caution to the wind and go, fuck it, I believe them. Come on, man. But the Rams, get this. Follow me here, guys. If I'm a Ram fan, I'm going like this. Hey, man, I'll buy a small season ticket package. You just got Beckham? You just got Von Miller, Super Bowl MVP? You just made a deal in the offseason to get Matthew Stafford? Dude, that ex that's exciting. That's exciting. Good for the Rams, and they're the Eagles. You guys are the kings of the offseason. Congratulations to you. The Rams go after players to try to get better. The Eagles go after draft choices to win the offseason because that's all you're winning. All right. We're going to talk to Tony Saracusa because, get this, Howie Roseman is at the Pittsburgh-UNC game. I've written down all these quarterbacks, and I want to get Tony's thoughts. Great insider. We found him, and he's been sensational. He's one of our guys now here on the program when we talk some prospects. I want to find out who the top quarterback prospect in his eyes is. We'll throw a couple more college football notes out, but I also want you to think this. couple eagle points here. Who do you think has been the midseason most valuable player on the Philadelphia Eagles? Okay? Think about that. Who has been the midseason Eagles' most valuable player? I want you to think about that. We're going to talk to our friend Tony Saracusa next. You keep it right here on the National Football Show.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Doherty. Business manager of Local 98 says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Silio. Kevin says the Eagles water boy is the midway point MVP. Bobby Boucher? <laughs> hey, Bobby Boucher? Is, is, is really, is that our, um, is, is that our guy, right? <laughs> is, is that our guy who's the MVP? We'll get to that here in a minute. I do have to bring this up one more time. So Aaron Rodgers getting fined the amount of money he did, $33.80 the equivalent of what his salary is to what that fine of $14,000 was. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you see the libs all going, hey, man, what the hell is that? You're like, oh, man, shut the hell up, man. It just shows you how the NFL just doesn't care, man. Just doesn't care. It's really, really obnoxious, right? It's really obnoxious, man. Yeah, they don't care about that thing. They never did. They never did. All right. Let's find out a little bit about the college game here. And let's bring our friend in, Tony Saracusa in here with us. One of our favorites now, and I appreciate him coming aboard. Last word on college football. He joins us now here. And it's been a pretty interesting season, I think. And I say this with you, 
Tone, right out of the gate, before I get into these quarterbacks, sure. Is it really is it really just Georgia and Bama in the field? I'm not even sure it's Georgia and Bama in the field. I think it's Georgia in the field right now. I, I think Bama is susceptible. I think they're vulnerable. Um, you know, they they've got, I mean, if I'm looking at a conference championship game right now in the SEC, obviously it's Bama. And it's Georgia, but I think Georgia is a decided favorite over Alabama right now. Uh, you you can certainly appreciate as much as anybody the how just incredible that Georgia defense is right now. I'm saying uh, it really is, and and so yeah, I look, I I think if you look at what the playoff committee did the other night, it was really inexplicable. I've tried to explain it. I've tried to look at it and say. Well, they made sense here. They made sense there. I was on the conference call with the panel, with the committee afterwards. And it really is absurd, some of what they did, simply because there's just no consistency whatsoever. None. It's one thing to say you're going to look at the head-to-head. And then Oregon being over Ohio State matters, at least for the moment, right? But then they put Michigan ahead of Michigan State. Well, what happened to the (laughs) head-to-head? Where where, where did that go? And so it just, it's, it's, and their answer was, well, Michigan's got a more complete team right now than Michigan State. Based on what? Really, based on what? And if you're going to say they have a more complete team, then what is Cincinnati doing at number five? Cincinnati's good, but they're certainly not more complete than some of the teams you have, you know, ranked behind them. So, I think it's it's a strange season right now. I don't like Oregon's chances of making the playoffs, um, even if they run the table. I don't like their chances of making the playoffs because in typical Pac-12 fashion, they are going to damage themselves by playing Utah. I, I mean, and, and I know this sounds weird. Let's say Ohio State and Oregon both run the table, Right. To do that, Oregon plays Utah in two weeks in the regular season. And they would have to beat Utah. That then diminishes Utah as the Pac-12 South champion, which is who Oregon will play for the Pac-12 championship. By winning, Oregon actually hurts its strength of schedule because it's having to beat Utah twice in three weeks. Ohio State, to get to the conference championship game, will have to beat Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and then win the conference championship. It's a strange season. It really is right now. Absolutely. And, hey, one note before I move on to those quarterbacks here. You just brought it up, and I loved it, too. I think this, and you could tell me, Tony, if you think I'm way off base with this. I brought this up yesterday. I see that Cal and USC are going to postpone a game this weekend because of COVID, and it's going to be scheduled, I'm assuming, later on in the month of November. Let me me throw this out here. I was a four-star kid. Mm-hmm. If a Pac-12 team came and knocked on my door right now and asked me to come and visit their program and wanted me to go out there and you're playing politics with this COVID-19, mm-hmm. and I know in the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12, you're not rescheduling games, you're not canceling games, you're not doing any of that. I missed my junior year of high school football. I am not going to have somebody play. And, and get this, as you know this too. Many of the parents who financially put so much into these kids going to these Peyton Manning passing schools, Mm -hmm. going to the Nick Saban camps or going to the Jim Harbaugh camps, it's not a cheap proposition. Not at all. Man, I would look at my kid and go like this. I I refuse. Now I know why kids are leaving Los Angeles and not playing 
in Southern Cal. There's that reason. But I think the Pac-12 will feel this bite of being involved in this COVID political game for the next 10 years. Am I wrong when I say that? I don't know if it'll be 10 years. I, I think what's happening with Cal and USC is bizarre. It's been rescheduled for December 4th, which ironically enough is conference championship day for everybody. But SC and Cal clearly don't have to worry about playing in the conference championship game. And, and there's a lot of this was a fluid situation even last night because Justin Wilcox was speaking to the issue last night. And and uh, Chase Garbers, the quarterback for Cal, went on record this week with an open letter. He was upset saying, that the school lied to them because Cal is 99.2% vaccinated as a program. That's extraordinary. Yet there were some breakout cases and it spread. And that caused the city of Berkeley and the university healthcare system to mandate more testing to see who else might have it. Now, what happened is Garbers is upset, not that there were more cases, but that the testing was done to discover the more cases. He said they were lied to, that they were told the testing was mandated, which it is not. And so Cal's got a real problem on its hands right now. And, you know, Justin Wilcox last night was trying to placate everybody by saying, well, you know, look, everyone's got their hands full. Everyone's got a lot going on. You know, it's uh, there's a lot to do. And but that doesn't that doesn't fly. It just doesn't. So there are a lot of problems there. Absolutely, man. I'm just, I'm like I said, you know, when I'm a 19 year old kid versus a guy right now where I would pause and put all the positives and negatives, when I'm a 19 year old kid and you're knocking on my door or you're waiting in my driveway for me to sign a scholarship and come and play at your place, Tony, I'm going to be like this. I'm going to play at a place that I know is going to have 11 regular season games and we're exactly. not going to play any of that. Let me get on to these quarterbacks here. Sure. You know, I, I'm looking down at this list here, Matt Corral. Sam Howell. And by the way, both of these guys, uh, Sam Howell and Kenny Pickett, will be in the house together tonight. And from what I'm understanding, there'll be about 28 professional scouts in the building tonight. Sure, sure. But Corral from Old Miss, Sam Howell from UNC, um, the kid from Nevada, Mm -hmm. uh, the kid Willis from Liberty, Pickett, who I've been watching because he's been playing in the ACC. I saw him the other week against Miami. Um, This kid Ritter. Right. Well, who's the best prospect in your opinion and you think could possibly be the number one overall selection going into next April's draft? Yeah, I don't think it's easy because I don't think any of them are jumping that far ahead of everybody else. I, I think it's a pretty pretty tight group uh, with no one really taking a commanding lead. I think Matt Corral probably stands out a little bit more than everybody else just because he's been a little bit more consistent. I don't know that any of them are franchise quarterbacks. I think what we're going to see with the draft this year will be the opposite of last year. Last year was a rush to get all of these quarterbacks. This year, I think maybe you see one first rounder, maybe two, and the rest of them going somewhere after that. I like Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. Uh, He's played in front of a terrible offensive line all year, but yet has been very productive. Um, You know, Sam Howell is good. I talked to uh, Phil Longo the other day, the offensive coordinator at North Carolina, and he loves Hal. He's like, this is just one of the toughest kids I've ever worked with. And so I love his mental toughness and his ability to lead. Um, and those kinds of things go over well in the interviews, as you know, with, with the pro scouts. You know, he's going to interview well. He's going to say all the right things. I think Corral as a quarterback right now is probably the best of them, but it's a pretty slim margin. I like Malik Willis at Liberty. I think he's very athletic and I like watching the kid play. So I, I think he gets some credit for that. 
Yeah, I think there's, like you said, I think there's like two guys maybe. Hal probably walked back a little bit from that slow start because UNC right. got out to a slow start. But, you know, Corral right. has been pretty consistent. But this kid Pickett, Howie Roseman, the GM of the Eagles, is going to mm-hmm. go watch him and mm-hmm. Sam Howell tonight. What do you make of Pickett? He throws for a boatload of yards. He looks right. like he's got a big arm. Um, it looks like, again, that could be one of the better quarterbacks that have come out of that program maybe since Dan Marino. Yeah, I like Pickett a lot. I like his arm. I like his arm strength. I like his ability to sit back in the pocket and go through his progressions without panicking. Uh, he doesn't get happy feedback there, you know, when when the first or second progression isn't there. So I like that about him. I, I think he's I think he's refined in terms of the mental aspects of the game. Not exactly mobile. He's not, you know, he's not gonna beat you, you know, with his feet, which is something a lot more NFL quarterbacks are doing. But you know, I, I like his game. I, I I think he's probably a good second round pick. All right, let's get into the. I I couldn't tell you. No, I just named you these quarterbacks here. Mm-hmm. Who are the top three guys for the Heisman? <laughs> I mean, is this one of the? You know what? This reminds me a little bit of Vinny's year, and I'll tell you what I mean right. by Vinny Testaverde's year, the '86 season. I think a guy by the name of Palmer from Temple right. finished second, and I think a guy from Holy Cross. Gordy Lockbaum or something like that, and Bosworth. I think those guys were all in the conversation for the Heisman, and there was Vinny. I mean, it was like Vinny and then those dudes, right? Right. Maybe the Bos was in there too a little bit because of all the hype, and we ended up beating him, probably ended up hurting his chances. But I can't think of a thinner year than maybe the Jason White year. I've not seen this. Who's who's – Who's the Heisman guy in your your mind right now? I think to your point, here's what's happening. And, and I had a chance to talk to Desmond Howard a few weeks ago when uh, College Game Day was out in L.A. And I asked him, because this is the 30th anniversary of him winning the Heisman. And I said, Who, who's your guy this year? And he said, the problem is you have to look to find him. <laughs> and if, if you're a Heisman voter, you want them jumping out at you. You want it obvious. Devontae Smith last year at Alabama was an obvious, right? Bryce Young is fine. He's been consistent. He's leading the team. I think right now he's probably the front runner. I like Kenneth Walker from Michigan State, the running back. But again, he's not leaping to the front saying, I'm the guy. You know, it was only a month ago we were all talking about Bijan Robinson as, as a Heisman candidate. No one's talking about that now. Um, Sam Hartman probably gets some votes, you know, from Wake Forest, maybe Matt Corral. I think what happens is at last word on college football, we have a poll every week with our senior writers and every week we're seeing some people out, some people in, we're replacing some people. There hasn't been a consistent list of five people all season. I tell you what, I've gone to that ceremony though in New York and it's pretty dope. I mean, no you doubt. know, they bring you in that room there and you know, then there's a dinner after for the winter right. and such. Then you lift that thing up too. Vinny goes, grab it. I'm it's like, heavy. Oh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty impressive award. It's one of yeah. the, I would say, still in this country today, still one of the most elite awards that any athlete can win. Oh, absolutely. Still the Heisman Trophy. Absolutely. What? Why don't I, I, I? You and I vote on our Power 16 poll mm-hmm. every week, and why am I dropping Cincinnati? Every single week. Why, Tony, am I wrong to do that when I'm No, no, no. I Look, I think, you know, Cincinnati struggled against Navy. They struggled against Tulane. They're undefeated. But as all these things, we were talking about the poll and the playoff committee, and as all these things shake out over the next couple of weeks, Cincinnati will be the one to drop the furthest just because there's nothing on the field 
that is really helping them. And then when you look at it, you know, you look at their schedule up ahead. A couple of weeks ago, everybody had that SMU game scheduled. Well, now SMU has dropped two games. So that doesn't help Cincinnati's strength of schedule. They've got East Carolina after that. There's nothing really in down the road that helps them at all. How about this two-tone when you're talking about putting – let me go back to what we talked about a little bit with the polls and, you know, how could you put Michigan um, ahead of Michigan State. Do you think the new metric this year is people are looking collectively at what people have done more so than what they're doing week to week? And where I, why I say that is in the past, like you said, if you lost a game, that counted so much against right. your positioning right. on whether or not you were going to remain in the top five. Because in my day, when the AP poll and the UPI poll dictated the national champion, you couldn't go into a New Year's Day bowl game. And if you were out of the top five, there was no chance that you were going to win a national championship. There was just no chance. The year we won it in 83 um, was we went from five to one because all four got beat in front of us and we beat sure. one. We beat Nebraska 31-30. So we had it in front of us as long as those other teams lost. Is it more collectively looking at the group than it is looking at what you do week to week? Because that used to be the metric. What is right. the metric today? Right. I, I don't know that the playoff committee did a good job of explaining what the metric is other than, um, you know, you look at like Oklahoma is undefeated but has five one-loss teams in front of it. And the point was, where's Oklahoma's signature win? They don't have one. So I think that they're looking at each week almost as a separate entity from the week before and, and trying to make sense of it there. I don't think they've got, done a good job of explaining it to anybody, though. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. I don't, I don't think that there's a lot there. What job, would you want, what job would you want if you were given the opportunity to be the head coach of either SC or LSU? LSU. What job would you want? Why? LSU. I think the the USC struggles from trying to still be the USC of the Pete Carroll days and the Reggie Bush days, and things are different now. And, you know, they, they, they show recruits, you know, Reggie Bush's Heisman and all of that. Most of the kids you're recruiting now never – they were five years old when Bush played. They have no – he's the guy who sits behind the desk at, at Fox Sports. LSU will throw infinite resources at you with, with basically no limit. They'll, they'll make sure your assistants have great places to live. They'll, they'll take care of all of that. It's harder to do in LA. I, I, I would take the, I would take the LSU job. How about this finally here with you? So just here's, here's a story for you, Tony. You'll like this. So I went to a Jesuit high school. Okay. Mm -hmm. I went to Jesuit schools my whole life. I know you may not think that, but, <laughs> but, I, but I did. So, Okay, so I, I go to Notre Dame on my recruiting trip, right? So they take me, and I see new Rocky stuff, and I see the leather helmets, and I, you're talking about Reggie Bush, and I go like this. Well, you guys were really great in the 20s. I mean, right. you guys were really great in the 20s and 30s. What have you done lately? Right. Well, we won the title in 73. I go, 73? I was 10. I go, I go, okay, so like Jerry Fouts was the head coach, and so I'm going I like, I don't know. And, the, and, and then I go like this. So wait a minute here. Okay. So where are the girls? Well, they're at St. Mary's. Like, <laughs> Mary's. They go like this. Yeah. Well, they're, they were co-ed at the time. I go, right. no chicks, no dad. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. That's awesome. I just, you know, look, whatever you're going to pay your assistance at SC, it, it's a high cost of living out oh, here yeah. in LA. They wind up living an hour away from campus and you don't have that at LSU. It's a better Could job. Could you see a guy like Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame for SC? No. No, 
no, no. I can see James Franklin doing it. I can see other guys doing it. I can't see Brian Kelly doing it. I mean, he's gotten all he's going to get at Notre Dame probably, but I don't know that he's going to get that much more at SC. So his next step would be NFL. NFL, yeah, I agree. Hey, Tony, thank you so much, brother. Tell people how they can get a hold of you and find your fabulous work. You got it. LastWordOnCollegeFootball.com is the website. We've got a Facebook page. We've got a Twitter feed that is at LastWordOnCFB. We've got 25 writers across the country, man, working it like crazy every day to get the good stuff out there. Fantastic. Thank you, Tony, for always doing this for me. Always happy to do it, Dan. I enjoy it, man. Thanks. You got it. That is Tony Saracusa. Last word on college football. All right. Let me ask you this now. The MVP, I'm going to tell you who I think the MVP is. Of the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll do some midseason awards, too, in the NFL. You want to know who I think the Eagles MVP is? You ready? I'll tell you next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mess and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Doctor. Business manager of Local 98 says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
Welcome back, National Football Show. We appreciate everybody else being in the house with us. East Candom says the MVP of the Eagles so far at the halfway point is the mascot. I think it's the blonde chick that's on the Eagles cheerleading squad. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding, kind of, but, you know, I mean, a looker. Let's just say that, man. I mean, okay, if I had to pick one of the cheerleaders off the Eagles squad, how about her, man? She's the blonde. She stands near the end zone. I don't. <laughs> I'll go there. All right. Come on, man. It's Jalen Hurts. Okay, it's Jalen Hurts. Hardgrave has been great, but Hurts has had so much on his plate. He really has. By the way, real quick, top of the hour, I'm going to give you my assessment of all these quarterbacks. I've actually watched all of them, and I kind of am one of those like draft nerd guys. So I'll give you a good assessment of some of the things that I've seen at the early stages as we get ready for Howie's big day. Say Howie's big day. April 29th, baby. That's Howie's big day. Yeah, man. Howie gets to stand there and all. They put the cameras on him on the NFL network. And he pretends like he's doing a good job. Then they start putting his success over the last couple of years. And they go, hey, you know, this is a big year. And he bring the drama up, you know. Big day for Howie, April 29th. Big day. I don't know how you say anybody else other than Jalen, though. Jalen's done really a fine job. You know what? I, I, I've i been pretty hard. But watch this, too. Some of you are probably going, Sills, are you flipping around saying that he's the future of the team? No, I'm just telling you, the guys that you have in your 2021 football team right now, Jalen's done a fine job. I didn't say a super job. I didn't say a great job. I think he's done a fine job, man, for what's been asked of him with the limited talent around him. Some would say, what do you mean? You've got Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. I'm not really talking about those dudes. I'm talking about coaches learning how to be NFL coaches. That's kind of what I'm saying. Okay? That's kind of what I'm saying. I'm not talking about Dallas. I'm not talking about Devontae. I'm talking about the coaching staff. There's no doubt that there's a transition going on between the head coach and learning how to be a head coach and a play caller all in one. Why would you want that on your plate too? Is that just ego or is it cheap again? We all understand this, right? If you hire a play calling head coach, you get two for one. And then when you're only paying them two and a half million bucks, you really are cheap at the position. I would say this to you, of all the people that were hired in the offseason, the guy currently right now that's the cheapest employee is the head coach. He's doing dual duty, and he's one of the lowest paid guys in the league. I don't know what you think of that. Is it because Doug Peterson still – hey, did Doug still have money left on his contract? Did he have money left on his deal? that the Eagles own, because if that's the case, get this, Nick Sirianni may just be a stopgap coach. Carl, I'm, I, Carl, here, here. Carl says Sills is coming around on Hertz. Hang on for a minute here. Trav, appreciate you coming aboard. By the way, guys, hey, please hit that like button. You guys are awesome. Carl says Sills is coming around on Hertz. 
Why would I come around on Hertz? Think about it. Because he's playing better. Rico says Doug gets paid for two more years. Guys, that's why you hired a cheap coach. And you got a two-for-one. You got a two-for-one. You know when you go to the store and you go to the deli and they got the Coke cans down there, you can get two-for-one if you buy a 12-pack? That's what you got here with your coach. Nobody knows if Nick Sirianni was going to be good or bad. They just know this. He's a play caller. Frank recommended him. That's good enough for the Eagles. And he's cheap. How about this? What if the Eagles actually, as an organization, spent money on an assistant coach that knew how to develop quarterbacks? What's, what's, what's Nick Sirianni's background and resume when it comes to building quarterbacks up or developing quarterbacks? You know, I kind of get the Cliff Kingsbury hired by Arizona now. The team sucked, okay? But Patrick Mahomes burst onto the scene in the NFL, and a lot of that was given to the development that Cliff Kingsbury did with him when he was at Texas Tech. Think about that for a minute. Are you hey VD Pate? Are you talking about Jim Caldwell? Somebody like that? Tell you, man. How about better coaching? Look at what better coaching has done for Ryan Tannehill. Let's take a you know take a look at when you get better coach. Hey, how about this one? I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one here. Have you guys, did you guys get a chance to see Mitchell Trubisky in the offseason playing in the exhibition games? Did you see him against the Bears even? He's now in Buffalo. Let me, let, me, let me put this out there to you. Boy, I'll tell you what. I watched him throw the ball around the yard there at Soldier Field. I went like this. That was Mitchell Trubisky. Trevor, right? Remember, we both were going like this. Who is That's Mitchell Trubisky? Wow. Sean McDermott, his influence on that guy, just like the influence he had on Josh Allen. You can see it. He stepped onto a field. I went, that guy looks like a first-round draft choice. That guy looks like he's a completely different dude. When he was with Matt Nagy and versus being with McDermott, man, that guy looked like he, he was really good. And I was like, wow, man. That guy may be a commodity one day for the Bills to get out there and maybe go on the open market and – Maybe try to get a trade day uh, high draft choice for him when it comes up next week, next uh, April's draft. Rico says a better GM and everything will improve. The GM's not going anywhere because I told you yesterday, the general manager, his success is off the field. And he gets to hang on to 17. Joyard, man. That's totally where you are. Okay? How about this one, too? So Cam Newton ends up signing and going back to Carolina. What went into that decision? Matt Rule went like this. Okay. By the way, I wonder if he'd like to have Teddy Bridgewater back. You see what Bridgewater did? Let me say this to you. 
Do you know what sparked this signing, in my opinion, of Cam Newton in Carolina? A head coach having autonomy. He didn't need the general manager's blessing. Remember something. Matt Rule's got like a six-year contract with the owner. He signed some sort of $63 million deal or something. He's got a lot of power. Let me tell you what happened. He saw what happened with Bridgewater destroying the Cowboys. Teddy Bridgewater looked like a pro bowler. Then he watched his own guy be the turnover machine that he's been since he came out of Southern Cal. And in those two game film decisions, he looked at the game film and said, he ain't it. And he's talking about Sam Darnold. He's not going to go out in the open market. They're not going to. They've passed as of right now on Deshaun Watson's deal until he gets some of those cases uh, taken care of. You know, you get some of these uh, non-disclosure agreements, and maybe if you get them down to five or six, maybe an NFL team would take a leap on them. But they're not, they're not going to move. And remember something, Charlotte, hey, man, pretty religious area. Pretty religious area. There'd be a b- lot of backlash. And especially since just a couple years ago, the sexual harassment in that building that was going on with the former owner. Hey, man, I mean, Richardson having to give the team up or his family having to give a team up, that's a pretty tough putt to try to bring into Sean Watson after that whole thing that you're trying to outrun. So Matt Rule had to look at it like this. Hey, we'll go after Russell Wilson next year. Remember something. Remember this. Russell Wilson, where did he play his college ball? Wasn't just Wisconsin. He played his college ball at NC State. Would he go back to Carolina? Would he play for the Panthers next year? I think that's also going to be a target for an NFL team. Will be the Panthers for Russell Wilson. Okay? But here, get this. I take a shot at that kid. Hey, hey, Matt Hatter, the kid who got benched at Oklahoma, I heard he's going into the transfer portal. I hear he's going into the transfer portal. Okay, so the kid Rattler from Oklahoma, man, that guy lost $50 million on that decision that Lincoln Riley made when he benched him. So they looked at it and went, okay, let's go find a guy that can maybe save us right now. Or you can also look at it, it was a PR sign, bringing Cam back. Because that football team got out to, what was it, a 3-0 and start? They got out to a great start, and that thing has just absolutely just imploded all over itself. So, I mean, you know, Cam going back there, it's good on PR. Does he have anything left? He's been vaccinated, whatever that means. I guess that takes care of all those folks out there in the internet world that Cam's now vaccinated. Okay, does he does he help the position? Probably. I think he is better than Sam Darnold. I think they give him a better chance to win. He's comfortable with the teams that he's played. He kind of knows some of the system that they've implemented there. But I'm with you, Lou. It's a gigantic reach. I just don't think it's a big reach. I think it's a gigantic reach to sit there and think that he's going to go in there and do anything. All right. So I want to look at some of these quarterbacks. Two of them are going to be on the field. 
And Trevor, yes, it is FSU Miami week. I don't know if that matters this week. Matters to you and me, obviously. But I wrote down about 10 quarterbacks that the Eagles can take a look at. And would you put up a first-round draft choice for any one of these guys? We'll talk about it next. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Doherty. Business manager of Local 98 says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back. National Football Show, you boy. Real quick before we get to the quarterbacks, we're going to take a look at the selections that Howie Roseman's going to have from in this upcoming April NFL draft. He's in the house for the Pittsburgh-UNC game tonight. You know, the word is Howie doesn't do a lot of traveling any longer. 
and he sends his scouts out. He's in the building tonight. So obviously he's looking at two guys, the UNC quarterback and the pick quarterback. So I'm going to talk about, they're on this list too, by the way. Real quick though, so Odell Beckham goes to the Rams. Why do you think he chose the Rams instead of the Packers, the Chiefs, or the Saints? Think about that for a minute. I don't really think it came down to the Packers and Saints. I I, I don't think that that was a legitimate place that he was going to go, and I'll tell you why. The Chiefs, maybe. I think it was between the Chiefs and the Rams. The quarterback, the head coach. Okay? So if you sign with Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be there in the building next year. He's not going to be there. And Adams may not even be there. If you're Odell Beckham, yeah, you know what? Matt Hatter goes West Coast. Okay. But wait a minute here. You're on your third team, dude. You got to make this work. Or you're just going to be another dude. You're 29 years old. You got to make this work. Okay? Yeah, Lou, the reason that I don't think that he went to Green Bay is because of the, you know, the instability of whether Rodgers is going to be in the building the next couple of years. I think Beckham goes to the Packers if there's an assurance that Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback. I mean, did you not see Jordan Love? He's not going to go up there and play with Jordan Love. He just came out of a nightmare scenario with Baker Mayfield. He doesn't want another one. And with the Saints, it's the same thing. Tyson Hill, Jameis Winston. There's no stability at the quarterback position in New Orleans. There is in Kansas City, and there is with the Rams. Matthew Stafford's probably going to be there the next eight years, seven years, as long as things go well and they keep winning. And so he looked at it like that. Plus, he looked at his branding. He goes, okay, it's L.A. I get an opportunity to make more money off the field as well here. Okay? He probably looked at the at the Raiders, but said, look at that mess. Do I want to be involved in that? I don't know who the new coach is going to be. Are they going to keep the current guy that they're winning with now? I don't know. Is the general manager safe? I don't know if Mike Mayock is safe or not. They may do a complete overhaul in the offseason. He's got to weigh all of that in. And most importantly, he's got to go to a place where a quarterback can get him the ball. He just spent how many years in Cleveland where a guy that couldn't get him the ball? Oh, Trevor goes like this. OBJ in Vegas would have been a content machine. Oh, my God. I think he's going to be in L.A. You know, I brought this up a couple days ago about the Rams. You got to hand it to the Rams, man. None of their players have any kind of issues on Sunset Strip. Nobody's been caught out. Nothing like that. Now you get Odell. We'll see what he does to the chemistry of that football team. If things start to go sideways and he's off doing other things, he's caught in bars, he's doing stuff, you know, that is unbecoming of what the Rams have established there. That's going to be interesting. Could he strip that thing apart? We'll see. All right. As I told you, I did some homework here. And the Eagles have three first-round picks and three in the top ten. With a package, with some luck, you could probably land one of these guys. I'm going to read you off what I wrote on every one of these guys. This is my assessment. 
And you tell me at the end of the day which one of these guys you feel comfortable with or maybe you don't feel comfortable with using a first-round pick. Matt Corral, Ole Miss. Huge talent. You watch him the way he moves around. He's got great talent. But what did I always tell you about having great talent and great athleticism? That's not something that that's important to me at that position. When you talk to me about speed and talent, like athleticism, that's a red flag for me because some of the greatest signal callers couldn't jump over a ruler. So if we're starting out that that's his best asset, I wanted to start out with accurate, tough in the pocket, can read defenses, can go at a shotgun, and can take snaps under center. Okay? And here, here's the second line. He's a great athlete. Now, here is something on the plus side. He's got great field vision, which means he sees the game. He's Candom. I want a pocket passer, too. Okay? But when you, when you throw that in, field vision, that's nice. Okay? Athleticism, I can live without. Peyton Manning did. Peyton Manning didn't have a big arm. Think about that. Peyton Manning had no athleticism, and he had no arm. And he'll be one of the top three quarterbacks in the history of the game. That is all you need to know. Same thing with Brady. Yeah, one-inch vertical leap, right, Ken? Sam Howe, who will be one of the quarterbacks that Howie Roseman tonight will be watching in Pittsburgh. UNC. Here's the problem with Sam. Got out to a real slow start this year because the team got out to a slow start. What does that mean? Well, there were expectations on USC, UNC. People thought that this team could potentially be in a conversation where they may actually sneak in to a semifinal game because of some of the talent that Mac Brown has put on that football team. They kind of limped their way through the first half of the season, and he's picked his game up um, as of late. But here's, here's how I see Sam Howell of North Carolina. I think he's a flash player. I think he reminds me a little bit of Eli Manning. Now, Eli was a little more consistent, especially earlier in his career. And Steve, how is a fringe starter? I happen to agree with you. I don't think he's a first-round draft choice. I think Sam Howe is somewhere around four or five. Maybe that's what I should do. I think Matt Corral is going to be a a first-rounder. He could be the first overall selection. Okay? The kid from Ole Miss. He could be the number one overall selection. He, that doesn't necessarily mean he's the best player on the board, but the position is the most valued on the board. Yeah, Trev, I'm with you. Three, four, somewhere in there. Hey, Dion, I'm going to get to him. I, I actually like him, but I'll tell you a little bit of what I saw on him on some of the YouTube and some of the uh, film uh, stuff that I've seen on him, some of the highlights. He's actually third, Dion. Okay? Carson Strong. And this is what I got. How about this? When I watch his highlight tape and I watch him play, Dion, 
he can make every throw. The deep third, the post, the out, the seam, the check down can make every throw. Of all the guys I've named so far, those two dudes, this guy's kind of like Trey Lance kind of talent. There's not a lot to dislike about this kid, okay? There's just not. His ability, though, again, he's got to keep getting better and better, okay? His athleticism is off the charts when I'm talking about making the throws, this guy can make it. You, when you watch him, you're like this. You, you, know, you know how you could tell when a guy stands back there and he just flings that fucking bill and he just flings that pill and you're like this. That guy can throw the rock. He can whip it, man. That's kind of this kid Carson Strong here. He's a pretty good-looking talent. I think you need to have a really good offensive coordinator around him, though. This kid Malik Willis I have at four from Liberty. Or Malik Willis, is it? He's had an inconsistent year. The stuff that I've seen with him so far this year has been more, a little bit inconsistent. Okay? I mean, man, he'll put a series together. You're like, wow, that's fantastic. Okay? That's fantastic. He's got all the tools. Wing, he does. He's got all the tools. This kid can throw. And to Steve's point, well, Steve, wait a minute. You guys drafted a kid out of North Dakota State. That's not a factor any longer. I mean, who the hell was Carson Wentz playing against? Right? North Dakota State? I don't even know who they play. <laughs> hey, I'm assuming it's in North Dakota. <laughs> I, I have no idea who the, what are they, the bison or something? Okay, you're the bison. Great. So that kind of doesn't matter, but I get where you're going because the competition, you look at people playing in the Southeastern Conference, that's the Premier League of Conference, and that's the, player, that's the Premier League of college football. Trevor, is that James Madison University? That's who they play? Good night. Jeff says, Big Sills, what's up, man? Appreciate you coming aboard. Thank you so much for stepping in here. East Canman goes, I don't know any of these kids. Yeah, because you're a Philly dude. Somebody's listening for the first time going, is he ripping me? No. You guys are professional football fans. You're not fucking college fans. You guys are pro, man. That's what I told you in the first hour. How he's going to throw these names at you and you're going to go, oh, yeah, um, okay, I guess. You're going to trust that guy? That guy shit the bed all last three years in the draft. May have got it right with Devontae, though. At five, I've got Kenny Pickett. This is another one of the kids tonight that Howie went to see. I would think it's more this kid. Kenny Pickett, how appropriate. He's at Pitt, and he's in Pennsylvania, you know, you draft a kid out of Pennsylvania. You get a Heisman guy from a year ago. I hope this ain't PR stuff. Howie's looking at the kid from Pittsburgh. Ugh. Such a, it's like the Carolina Panthers signing Cam and bringing him back. Are you doing it to save the season? 
or are you doing it for PR? Or are you doing it for a little of both? That's crazy, says Kenny Pickett looks like a promising prospect, and he's a Jersey kid. But he's 24. Better off keeping Hurts and using the picks on defense. Okay, that's a thought. Here's a kid, Kenny Pickett, here. Um, he has skyrocketed up the NFL draft charts. Skyrocketed. That frightens me. Because he is an is he an aberration? I mean, this kid is catapulting up the NFL draft charts. He and Corral are going to battle it out, maybe, for being the one or two number one picks in next April's draft. He has skyrocketed. That makes me pause because I don't see enough consistency for me to see, you know, me going out and putting a one on something that is this just a one year wonder kind of deal. And I think he's kind of like Sam Howell a little bit. Okay? He's going to have the best quarterback stats, too, of any quarterback in the country this year. He's putting up gigantic numbers. I think he threw for, didn't he, Trevor? Didn't he throw for over 500 yards against Miami? He threw for, like, over 500 yards against them. Yeah, Wing. That's right, Wing. That's exactly what this could be. Kenny Pickett could be the 2022 version of Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson couldn't beat Coastal Carolina, and he couldn't beat Utah, and yet this kid just freaking skyrocketed it up the draft charts. And before you know it, that guy was the second pick in the draft. I went like this. Holy shit. 519, 39 of 45. Okay. You know, so I see Matt Hatter. I don't like Zach Wilson. Seventy-one percent completion percentage too. That's awful impressive. Okay, so ha, ha, have any of these comments so far blown you away? This Caleb Ellerby from Western Michigan. He's had a roller coaster year. Um, he's a great athlete. Again, that doesn't impress me. I don't care if you can run a four, four. I'm not, I don't want my quarterback running four, four. I want my quarterback going four for four. Okay. You, you feel me? Well, the guy ran a four, four. Nah, you know, I'd rather have him in a series go four for four. I'd be more impressed with that. I don't really care about all that. So. You know, has got a lot of – this is one of those guys, you know, not enough consistency, but he's on the board. My opinion, he's a late draft guy. Desmond Ryder from Cincinnati. Here we go again. Great athlete, okay? Okay? His accuracy – my God almighty, by the way, his accuracy in the Navy game was terrible. Navy. He was all over the field in that game. And I'm like, man, you can't complete passes against Navy. These guys are going to go fight wars, dude. Not a lot of them are going to go into the NFL draft. So, I mean, you can't complete them against the Naval Academy guys, and you're inconsistent like that, especially over the last couple of weeks. Man, consistency and accuracy 
How about this? Let me let me here. I'll finish the list and I'll go like this. Would you keep Jalen over any one of these guys? The kid from Fresno. What's his name, Trevor? Jake um Henner, something like that. Elite tools. Kid's got great accuracy, but he needs to improve more when it comes to just getting more reps. Okay. And Jaden Davis from Arizona State. I think he's a Trey Lance kind of guy. Yeah, that's it. Jake Hayner. Okay. Any one of these guys here that I just named to you. Would you keep Jalen over these guys? Why would Howie Roseman draft a quarterback with these? Th this list is how about this? I don't know if this list sucks. There could be a guy on this list that turns out to be Tom Brady. Okay? There could be a guy on this list that turns out to be. But do you keep Jalen? How about this? Jalen versus the college football quarterback field. Who do you take? I'm taking Jalen. I'll put my money on Jalen over any one of these guys. Trevor says he'll take Kenny Pickett over Jalen. And, and, and let me throw this at you, Trev. Jalen's on pace right now for 3,900 passing yards, 22 touchdowns to seven interceptions, 62 quarterback completion percentage, 92 quarterback rating, and 950 yards rushing. You think Kenny Pickett can do that? You think Kenny Pickett's capable of that? Or better yet, do you think Kenny Pickett has upside to where he'll be one of the best guys and better than Jalen? Because remember something here. If I'm going to replace Jalen, let's not do what the coaching staff did, okay, or I should say the front office did to the coaching staff. They hired Nick Sirianni, and what they did was they hired a coaching staff that was not in line with what they had in the building in Philadelphia when Doug Peterson's staff was there, they hired a lesser staff. Let's not go down that road again. If I'm going to replace Jalen Hurts, do you want to replace him with any of these guys that I named here? By the way, Ole Miss is good. UNC's average. Nevada's decent. Liberty's Good. Kenny Pickett and Pitt, they laid an egg against UM. Western Michigan, been inconsistent all year. Cincinnati, they're winning games against shitty teams. Fresno, I don't know. Arizona State's had a brutal year. By the way, I, I, I get you what you're saying there with Russell Wilson. I, I, I get it, VD Pate, but I'm saying, so you've got three number ones in the top ten. Are you using any one of those on these guys? Steve says he'll take Corral. I'll tell you what I think the Eagles should do with their first-round picks versus the talent that's in the upcoming NFL draft at the quarterback position. We'll do that next. You keep it here on the National Football Show.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Doctor. Business manager of Local 98 says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy Dan Silio. Eastside Monster, like that tank. I'm going to get to what I think the Eagles should do with all these draft choices. I just named you a very unimpressive list of quarterbacks. I gave you about 10 of them. Before I do that, though, I, I, I listen. If you know anything about the history of my broadcasting career, you know that I hit on race, religion, politics. Okay? All of that. Okay? If you know anything on my history... And when you float on those lines sometimes, people take out of context sometimes when people say something. You know, they'll take 5% of what you say and they'll wield it into some narrative that they want. I want you to listen to me here. So I happen to become really a huge fan of Joe Rogan. And you know what's crazy? I have been friends with Joe Rogan since Joe was like doing Fear Factor and he used to do it in Orlando at Universal Studios, and I used to get him on my radio show all the time. I was in Tampa and Orlando for 15 years. Um, I was there forever, and I'd go out to lunch with the guy, and I used to have him on my show. He's a fantastic guy, and he's got one of the greatest shows on the planet, Joe Rogan Experience, and I'm actually a big fan of it. And by the way, I love the whole thing and how they how they interact and the whole thing. I, I, I really do. I think it's the best 
show there is on a platform like this. So follow me here, guys, okay? Hey, hey, Canem, I love Fear Factor. I would never do it. My wife would go like this. Because remember, you used to put your hand in like a jar and you didn't know what it was, man. It was all kinds of worms and shit. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't know. So Joe hit on something, and I posted it on my Twitter page, at Dan Celio Show. And I guess Netflix, and I think Jamel Hill was the executive director of this project. They compared the NFL to slavery and the owners of the NFL to slave owners. And what they were doing is they were, they were showing you how they measure guys, height, weight, like they used to back in the days when they were trading slaves. And Joe's comment, like any normal person's comment was, no, they're just trying to get the metrics to see if you fit in to the kind of athlete that fits into that position. Whether you're a cornerback or you're a D tackle, you're going to make millions of dollars here. Okay. And this is, by the way, when you wait, and get this, by the way, this is something you don't have to do. If you don't want to play in the NFL, you're not being sold to play in the NFL and there's a gun to your head. This is a draft that you actually don't have to show up if you don't feel like going and playing. It's crazy how people, they'll take a little bit. So anyway, so I'm, I'm, they were comparing it. They were comparing it to slavery. By the way, when you do shit like that, and there's true racism in this country, and I'm not saying there's not. By the way, Big Sills is not. Got a long way to go. Okay, we do. However, I'm going to make a point to you here that would end that fucking ridiculous thing that Kaepernick has made a living out of. He's a race baiter. He's a race baiter, and he's a divider in our country. Lamar Jackson is a fucking leader. He's a role model. He inspires black kids. That's the guy. Stop looking at Colin Kaepernick. He's a disease. Lamar Jackson. Man, that is a guy you want your kid and your daughter to be around. He is inspiring. Colin Kaepernick is a disease. Calls the NFL owners slave owners. No, they're elitist. If the NFL owners are racist, let's take a look at the highest paid players in the league today. Shall we? Must be all white. Well, what do you know? Patrick Mahomes is number one at $45 million. Josh Allen is white, number two at 43, okay? Dak Prescott, black kid, is third at 42. No, oh my God, so two of the top three quarterbacks and players in the league are black? Like, there's got to be an anomaly. Oh, wait, Deshaun Watson, who's not even playing and facing 22 potential rape cases. Is four. How can that be? And five, can't be another black guy, is Russell Wilson. 
Four of the top five highest paid guys in the NFL are black. How is the NFL racist, Colin? How is it? My friends, that's race baiting. Those are people that have to spark. What does Malcolm X always say? The people that try to inflame you are usually trying to hide something from you. I'm a big Malcolm X fan. And in my opinion here, that's race baiting. Dude, Rogan's right. It's absurd. He was talking about Rosa Park and stuff. You're like, come on, guy. Come on. All right, let's move on. Let's throw this at you here. I named you these names, these quarterbacks that are going to be in the upcoming NFL draft. Matt Corral, Sam Howell, Carson Strong, Malik Willis, the kid Pickett at Pitt, Ryder, Davis. I'm not, dra- I'm not drafting any one of these guys. I'm keeping Jalen over there. Get this. The best you can offer is this. I'm keeping Jalen. Because why, why spend the money and why spend the coaching time that you did all year long developing the kid? Especially if the kid ends up with the numbers that we think he may end up with if he doesn't get hurt. Okay? Dion, great point. Let me bring this up here. It's more than money sales. Asking Lamar Jackson why he should try out for a wide receiver. Absolutely. That was a racist move. Absolutely. Dion, absolutely. Absolutely. And I hate to say this, but one of those guys was my friend Tom Telesco. You think you, how about this? They wanted. Lamar to run at the combines, and he refused. Okay? Dion, good pull. You're right. Nobody asked Tebow at a combine to play a different position. Nobody did that. Nobody is going to ask Corral to try out at a different position at the upcoming NFL combines. I'm with you. Dion, he handled that. Dion, he is a superstar guy. I want my daughter dating that dude. He is a superstar. Superstar in every sense of the word. Man, if I had to pick a guy right now, by the way, you know, if I had to pick a guy in the NFL, by Jalen is spectacular too. Let my daughter date Jalen, man. I love the guy. That's a guy you want your daughter dating, man. High character, dude. Everyone looks to him as leadership. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I just love this kid. Blows stereotypes up. Goes out. Hey, remember what the comment was about Lamar Jackson this year? Coming into this year? He couldn't win games from behind. How many comeback victories does he have this year? Four? Blew that up out of the water, too. And I was one of those guys. By the way, here. Sorry, I got I got to do something, guys. 
Hang on with me for a second. Hang on here for a second. So you know, I, I, I have to write this. I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson, because I was one of those guys that said that you couldn't win ball games from behind. So I apologize. Blew that up. Blew that to smithereens. Now watch this. Do you know what the next thing is for dudes? Can't win in the postseason. Yeah, neither could Dan Marino. What was Dan Marino's postseason record? <laughs> right? You know, this guy has trouble winning in the postseason. Yeah, so did Dan Marino. Guy got the one Super Bowl, and you're talking to me about him being the greatest arm of all time? Well, I don't know. Right? Hurts going through the same as Lamar. People saying he should be a run. No way. Dupree, no way, man. That kid's a quarterback. No way, man. He ain't no running back. He's a quarterback, dude. Steve says Hurts stinks. Well, again, Steve, do you actually think this? How about this? Hang on for a minute. 3,900 passing yards, 62 quarterback percentage completion rate, 32 or 320 completions, 23 touchdowns to seven picks, 950 yards rushing, 100, no, 92 QBR. You think that stinks? No, no, Steve, you're right. You can't. You can't. There's no co- That's why when people do this, check it out. When people do um, the comparisons and try to say that people need to do RPOs, well, the only guy that you could truly do an RPO with is a guy in Baltimore. He's the only guy you can do that in Baltimore with. He's a special, gifted, talented guy. He is a superstar. Get this, and he's going back to Miami. Can I vent for a second here, guys? That guy was in the South Florida area. And I believe they're playing the Dolphins this week, Lamar Jackson. The University of Miami didn't think he was good enough to play at the University of Miami. No wonder we've had sorry-ass fuckwad coaches. He had to go to Louisville. And now he returns the conquering hero. He's got an MVP. This guy's won 80% of his games. He's one of the leading candidates for the MVP. This would be his second in three years. By the way, Teddy Bridgewater was down in that neck of the woods, too. Man. Hey, watch this. Who would you rather have, Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes? Two years ago, that's a no-brainer. Who would you rather have, Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes? Maybe Patrick by a tick? I don't know. Hey, he's candom. I just waited for somebody. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. 
I'm with, hey, man. Who would you rather have, Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen? Josh Allen's a baller. A kid Josh Allen could play. You know, hey, I got to tell you guys. So, um, Krause, I, hey, Krause, when was it? A couple weeks ago? Krause goes like this. Dude, that Jackson can fucking play. <laughs> He's right, man. That dude can play. Eastside says he'd take Allen. Allen's a pretty damn good player, man. Jackson or Allen, man. King. Man. But look at what we're saying here. Who would you rather have, Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray? I'm taking Lamar. Who would you rather have, Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson? I'm going to take Lamar Jackson. Who would you rather have, Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson? Man, I can't believe. Wait a minute. Cilio, fuck you guys for a minute. Cilio, why are you waiting to answer that? Who would you take, Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson? Matt Hatter, man. King, <laughs> man. The point is, this kid's something else. Wilson, probably. Probably. Okay? Here, I think the only quarterbacks, is this fair to say? The only quarterbacks that you wouldn't take over Lamar Jackson is Aaron Rodgers, Brady, and Wilson. Rico, he's, he is, he, Rico, he's 24. He's 24 years old. Get this. You want to hear something crazy? Lamar Jackson can't rent a rent a car. He's not old enough. He's not 25. <laughs> okay? He's not 25. You can't rent a rent a car unless you're 25. That's <laughs> crazy. Deshante says that's actually crazy that when he came into the league, everyone said he wasn't an NFL quarterback. Deshante, I won't lie. I said the same thing. I said it. But he's made me a gigantic fan. Yeah, he's made me a gigantic fan. I'm going to do the midseason NFL MVP. Who do you guys think it is? Also, the best team at the halfway mark. A little bit more on OBJ going to the Rams and also, too, a little bit more on Cam Newton. And get this, I got the rookies of the year so far. Is Devontae Smith in the conversation with some of the top rookie performances that we've seen so far at the halfway mark? You think he's one of the top rookies? We'll hit on that next. You keep it right here on the National Football Show.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Dockery. Business manager of Local 98 says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back. National Football Show. By the way, guys, do me a favor. Please bang on that like button. We really appreciate it when you do. Thank you. Hey, man. Somebody says that they were wrong on Lamar, too. Dre Dog. It's all good. Hey, Dre. You were wrong on Lamar Jackson being an NFL quarterback. Well, welcome to everybody in the back of the room, then. Because we're all sitting back there. But you know the difference between me and you, Dre? versus the other dudes that work in my profession, they hope the kid sucks to make their point stick. I hope I'm wrong so that the kid has a fabulous career. I do broadcasting not to make myself right or make myself self-righteous. I do it because I love it. And when I'm wrong, I'm happy for the kid. Oh, Sulio, that's flip-flopping. No, it's called being wrong. Hey, man, if I could predict a draft, you'd think I'd be sitting here talking to you? I'd be down at a 7-Eleven trying to get me lottery tickets or Powerball tickets. <laughs> and I'd burn the bridges and burn the boats. That's what I'd be doing. I think Xander would still find me, though. Sulio, you got a show to do. <laughs> 
Right? All right. You know, for you, I'll do it. That kid gets me, man. He's like, ah, you know, eat it out. Yeah, all right. Don't worry. It's all good. Steve, I don't know any why anybody thought Lamar wasn't going to be good. Dude, Steve, did you see him in his first year when they gave him the reins? He sucked out loud. He couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. He was terrible in that Chargers game. Dre, he was great at Louisville, though. Steve's right. He was great. He was amazing. Okay, he was. Won the Heisman Trophy, the whole thing. He was fabulous at Louisville. Lamar, 2209 yards, 65 completion percentage, 13 t- uh, TDs to 7 INT, 600 rushing yards. Hurts, 1981, 61-5 completion percentage, 11 touchdowns, 4 picks, 494. Nice pull, Matt Hatter. Yeah, Xander. Look at that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. In the history of our show, Matt Hatter, you may be the first one to have it reposted. Xander, put that back up there again. You're the first one, Matt Hatter, in the history of the show to have a double post. And you're going to draft one of these guys? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Here, here, you bring this into me. I'm going to go like this. You know, turn this into outhouse wallpaper here. Here, wait a minute. This is Howie's assessment of the upcoming NFL draft of quarterbacks. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to get too gross here. We're good. It's all good. Yeah, I'm healthy. <laughs> I don't think so. Right? Mm. No way. Who's your midseason MVP in the league? <laughs> He's that monster thing. Who's your Who's your MVP this year? Thank you, thank you, Dupree. Thank you, thank you. Just make sure, Dupree, I'm not stepping in it. Thank you. You just reminded me. Oh, by the way, just checking. Did Joe Biden check his watch today at Arlington? No. Oh, thanks. Just want to keep it fair here. All right. Got to get those things off the plane. I got a, I got a tea time in Delaware to get to. Oh, where are we? It's a weekend at Bernie's, dude. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, kiss my ass. Steve Boo on you. Rodgers or Kyler Murray. Eastside throwing some flames there with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers? You're kidding, right? Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron Rodgers your midway point MVP? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, with that torch to local media and Green Bay and the national media. Aaron Rodgers is your MVP. He's 7-1. He's won 33 of 40 ball games regular season-wise. 
His numbers are off the charts again. Outside of that fart they blew out in the game in week one, they've been great. They beat an undefeated Arizona team. Mr. COVID. <laughs> hey, I vote Mr. COVID for the MVP. Everybody's head would melt. You're kidding me. You're probably pulling for that guy to get off in Minnesota. What's that got to do with anything? You know. You're one of them guys. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, and for the record, I thought that guy was a racist and he shot black kids. That's what the medium, I, I, I've i learned so much more now about that case. Anyway, who would I pick? I think it's Kyler Murray. I think it's Kyler Murray. One lost football team. I know he missed last week. Oh, man. Is it Stafford? Or is it Aaron Rodgers? He did beat Kyler. Or is it Tom Brady? Is it Brady? I got to pick one here. Give me Lamar Jackson. No, because he does have seven interceptions, doesn't he? It's got to be Aaron Rodgers. Steve, Tom Brady's having a sneaky good year. And he really, and in that, hey, wait, Steve goes, Brady's having a sneaky good year. Brady does anything sneaky. He's got seven serious, he's got seven, uh, Serious moments in his career where he slipped on a ring. You know what I mean? Tom, maybe. East Canada goes, I'll take Kyler over COVID, Mr. COVID. Rico, A-Rod, I know. Hey, Steve, I don't know, man. I don't know. Here's your top rookies. Jamar Chase. Dak. Dak could be in that conversation. Man, it was a real bad game, though, against Denver, wasn't it? Then again, Brady had a bad game against the Saints, right? Jamar Chase, here are your top rookie performances so far. Where does Devontae Smith fit in here? You guys tell me. Jamar Chase. Micah Parsons from the Cowboys. Rashawn Slater, that offensive tackle for the Chargers is awful impressive. Patrick Sertain with the Broncos. Mac Jones with the Patriots. Where is Devontae in this? Is Devontae outplaying Jamar Chase? Now listen, this doesn't necessarily mean that Chase is a better player. Because Chase has got a better quarterback. Joe Burrow's, Joe Burrow's somebody I would take over Jalen. Is that fair? Okay. And I, and I happen to think that the Bengals are better than the, than the Eagles. Matt Hatter says four. So you think he's having a better season than Patrick Sertain? Broncos are five and four. He looked awful good. 
against the Cowboys and Dak. I would make it this way. Parsons, number one with the Cowboys. Chase, two. And by the way, Parsons will probably win the Defensive Rookie of the Year Award, and Chase will probably win the Offensive Rookie of the Year Award. I like that, Steve. Three, I would say... I would say the kid Slater. <clears throat> Four, I guess I would. I would put Devontae in there. Then I would put Sertan and Jones at six. It's pretty good, man. Considering a new head football coach, a rookie head football coach, who's the play caller, and a quarterback you're grooming, with musical chairs in the offensive line, and you're still trying to find yourself a little bit here as an organization, and you're planting flowers. All in the same deal. Hey, Big Bird, he does, doesn't he? I forgot that kid, Williams, in Denver. He, he was impressive against the Cowboys, was he not? He really, he put, he's putting a, he's another one of these guys. Aren't these rookies, man? I mean, some of these guys now are really stepping into the – Diggs is playing well. I think about – I actually – how about this? I think actually Trevor Lawrence over the last couple of weeks has started to play well. I think he's playing a lot better, okay? I really do. I do think he's playing better. But I do like I, – I think the kid Parsons has made a gigantic impact on that defense. I know it didn't show up in that Denver game. But to me, I thought he really did a spectacular job. So the guys that Howie's going to be watching tonight are going to be Sam Howe. He's in Pittsburgh for the UNC um, Pitt game. And he's looking at the kid Pickett. Okay? Kenny Pickett. I think these guys are three f- – hey, maybe that's what he's going to do. He's going to draft one of these guys in the latter rounds, in the third round. Hey, they – Hey, by the way, think of this for a minute, guys. Joe Montana and Russell Wilson were drafted in the third round. Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round. You don't necessarily have to pick a guy in the first round to find your signal caller for the next decade. You know what I'm saying? You 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 really don't. All right, guys. Guys, do me a favor. Hey, by the way, let's watch that game tonight because then we'll get a better assessment on what quarterback you think is going to probably be the number one guy. I think it's still going to be Corral at Ole Miss. But do me a favor, please. Hit that like button. You guys are awesome on that. We really appreciate it. Send some great vibes out to a lot of folks. If you missed any of the show today, please go back, watch it, share it. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern time. We really appreciate all you guys coming aboard. It'll be a football Friday. It'll be a lot Eagles and Broncos. That'll be a tough place to play in Denver. We'll hit on all of the games for Week 10, also in college, the Saturday games. FSU Miami, it's been a lot of fun. We'll catch you on the flip side.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.